Welcome to Uncultured Gays. We may not be experts in culture, but we are a couple of gays who sure do love talking about it. I'm your host, Foxy, and today I am joined by the queen of chaos, KL Chaos. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited. We're going to pretend that we haven't just been through a drag marathon for the yeah, last literally. three to four hours. Three to four hours, three to four weeks. <laughs> right, well, that's that part too, because you've been yeah. doing the Fuck My Drag competition. Yeah. So let's start there. So what prompted you to sign up for the competition? Um, well, okay, I literally, like, had no shows for a long time, Mm -hmm. so, honestly, like, I did it, and, like, I I signed up for it, I don't even really fucking like comps, because it's just, I don't like pressure on my art, it's annoying, and, um, but I did sign up, and my, like, uh, audition didn't want to go through at first, Uh, and I was like, alright, fine, bitch, fine by me, I don't gotta do it, and then... I tried again one last time, and it set, and I was like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> fuck my drag. Right, right. Literally, they were like, okay, well, I guess the universe really wants me to do this competition. Right. <laughs> and then when they said they only picked 10, like, I don't know. I felt kind of special. I'm not going to lie, because, like, I feel like I really am, like, adding something different than no shades, but, like, nobody else on the lineup has. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. So, yeah. So, speaking of different, let's talk about, real quick, if you were going to give, like, a quick snapshot of who KL is as an artist. Who is KL? She's chaotic, obviously. <laughs> like, she's off the wall. She's crazy. This is like, every performance is like her getaway of everything she's going through, stressing about mm-hmm. on every other day. So to get it out, she's like, when she's rolling her eyes and shit like out of her head, is because she's out of her head. Like, yeah. she's not here. She's yeah. not here. Um, the the animalistic parts of it are because she's wild. She's yeah. animalistic. She's not a human. She's not a monster. She's not a cat. She's this thing. Yeah. She's KO. Um, on top of that, me being transmasculine is always going to be a reference in my drag. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't shave. I don't shave my mustache because it barely grows. Like, <laughs> I don't shave my armpits because I'm like, hey, I'm a boy. Like, you know? So. Right. Other than that, like, I feel like, okay, obviously, damn, I'm forgetting the fucking bitch's emo. She's the same drag queen. Holy shit, that's the main thing out of this whole shit. But I forget about even that, because mm. I take off this wig and this makeup, I'm emo as fuck every day. That's my <laughs> life. Right. So, like, she's emo, she's wild, she's kale. I love that. Right. <laughs> I mean, and that's what you give all the time. It's very, like, fuck you drag. Yeah. And um, I would, I did want to ask, so you identify as transmasculine, mm-hmm. um, but the character of KL is a more feminine, lean... Totally. Right? She, to be, like, really transparent, my mom doesn't even know this, and she's for sure going to listen to this shit, because she's just so... <laughs> my biggest fan. I have dissociative identity disorder. Okay. So... KL and Kellen are two completely different people. Right. I can't even begin to name how they're alike. They fight in my head, like, <laughs> right. all the time. So, um, KL's definitely more feminine. She's ran by my feminine headspace anyways. Mm. But, again, she's not necessarily girl. My gender, right. like, the fight with my gender mentally, like, even across the board, like, out of drag, has, I just can never commit to that word girl. So, like... When it's drag queen, it's like queen because she's royal, not because she's a lady. Mm. She's a cat, maybe? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going to ask because, like, I didn't know if maybe, like, was that some sort of gender um, turmoil inside that you you were like, I need need to still have this feminine expression in me even though I am transmasculine. It's so that, too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, because I grew up, like very like in high school i was very known as like the makeup person uh-huh um i was into kawaii style at mm-hmm. the time so like i was hyper feminine i had a very strong like four-year hyper feminine phase and then that was i had came out at 15 as gender fluid then had been denied my coming out um had four years of hyper femininity to try to block out what i was dealing with yeah and then on my 20th birthday I literally was like, fuck all of you. I'm not this. And so I came out on my 20th birthday. And, um, yeah, since then, like, I've just had to be boy, 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 Mm. boy, boy. And even in my relationship, I had to talk with my partner and be like, yo, like, I don't even like being that role. Can we flip, maybe? Mm -hmm. And with my partner being as soft as they were, it worked. But then 
I miss being sometimes the girlfriend. I miss being soft. I miss being feminine. I miss doing makeup alone. Holy mm-hmm. shit. I can't even put makeup on as a boy and not have to worry about getting misgendered. Yeah. So, like, okay, I'm not having these rules and she just being, like, for example, I'm fucking pink right now. Right, right. Like, that. It's so fun. And that's those are things that Kellen, like, because of dysphoria alone, He's just not even allowed. He does not even allow yeah. himself to do. So mm-hmm. it's absolutely the um, like the the freedom of my femininity too, for sure, for sure. I love that. And then, so you talked about being a more seen person. I love that, which is very apparent in your drag. Um, what is it about scene culture that like just makes you feel good and so at home? Like, yeah. Ah, I love scene. I love scene. I love emo. I love scene. But like, it's hard to even describe, man. Mm-hmm. Like for real, like, like that is my world. Like, I don't know. I just, I literally remember being on my phone and discovering emo. I will never forget that moment mm-hmm. and discovering emo and being like, I want to go there. Like, yeah. I want to be there. And, like, since then, I've never left emo. Even during that hyper-feminine kawaii phase, I was listening to fucking heavy shit while I'm walking out <laughs> in my little pink-ass skirt. Like, <laughs> it wasn't a game. And, like, at the bare minimum, like, you saw tonight, I performed Melanie Martinez because, yeah. like, she's still, like, alternative in a way. So, like, the things about emo that I love the most and just seeing in general is that how, like, fucking unorthodox unorthodox it is mm-hmm. i love how fuck you it is yeah um specifically about scene versus emo i love how bright it is mm. everyone thinks emos are these sad mm. yeah i've never been that type of emo like yeah. i have very strong depression but i'm not trying to live in that right emo is my getaway so like right. why am i gonna like make emo be about that you know right so i feel like that is definitely too why i even like like more like dress even scene because like I'm not trying to be sad. I'm not trying to wear black all day. I'm trying to be expressive. Like, right. yeah, I don't know. I fucking love, I love seeing how specifically scene is so childlike in all the good ways. And it does not pressure you to be anything. God, mm-hmm. anything. It doesn't <laughs> pressure you to be shit. And I love that. I love how free scene is mm-hmm. for sure. And do you feel like coming up kind of scene um, out of your out of drag self has been a major influence on who uh, KL Chaos is as a performer and your aesthetic or do you try to like not think so much about that and you're just going to do whatever KL feels like that day <laughs> it's so both yeah it's so both because there's days that I'm like this is emo And I'm like, so Britney's not unorthodox enough? Like, fucking lie. Lie again. Right. You're, you're bluffing. There's, that's what people don't understand is like, when I say that, like, I'm alternative, like, I really mean exactly that. Whatever the alternative is to the basicness. Like, mm. for example, tonight was Barbie, bitch. Well, I'll turn it to Monster High. Right. I feel like me growing up emo does dictate KO, but I feel like. It could never not be that regardless. Mm-hmm. I want to specifically pin or like talk about that. Like I, I started in fashion. That's what I was doing before I did drag. And a year ago I had done a pride collection where mm-hmm. I had made a shirt that said scene drag queen. Mm-hmm. Cause I wanted to tie in queer culture and emo culture. Yeah. Know about it. Mm-hmm. I sent it to multiple drag queens that had done a scene look. They had done one look and that was it. So after sitting on that, I was like, there's a void here. Yeah. There's no, there's nobody that wants to just like only stick to this. Mm -hmm. And while she like, you know, she goes this way and she goes that way and she does a little bit of different things. There's always going to be scene references at all points. She's never not going to be like not authentically seen. Mm -hmm. And that's why she's a scene drag queen. Like I don't. No shade, but 
I, I've, I, I put a lot of fucking effort into this fucking character. Nobody's gonna out sing drag queen me. Yeah. Realistically, like I'm, I'm the, I'm the OG, and I knew that going into this. I, I knew that going into this because I did not want to do drag at all. Like, not that I didn't want to do, it, but that bitch, that was not my fucking calling. Like, <laughs> and I never once woke up. I was like, I'm a drag god. Like, that right. was never a thing. Mm -hmm. I simply saw there was a void there. And that's where I was like, bitch. And then it inspired you to be like, I'm, I'm going to fill that void I'm seeing. Yeah, like I felt like the universe was calling me. Because I'm like, <laughs> how am I going to have this shirt? I love drag. I love seeing. I'm seeing these people want to do a look, but you don't want to attach to it? Bitch, fine, then I will. Mm -hmm. If no one's going to do it, then clearly it's my turn. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then that's how it was born. Yes! <laughs> now, uh, like your performance style is so like high energy, wild energy, crazy. But then I also have heard that you also have a cheerleading background too. <laughs> that, that, which like once someone told me that I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Cause I, I watch how you perform. I'm like, Oh, that's definitely a cheerleading move. Yeah. So, <laughs> how long have you been cheering? Oh my God. <laughs> I started cheer when I was five and oh, I wow. barely stopped two years ago. How did you get started in cheer? So young. My mom did dance and cheer. Okay. Um, she didn't do, she did cheer like in high school and got dropped on like a fucking thigh stand. So she was like, mm. fuck this shit, like yeah. fuck cheer, but it's cool. She became a cheer coach and then that's where she brought okay. me in. So, okay. Yeah. And you were just exposed right from the get go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So how do you think my little sister feels? Right. <laughs> She's like, oh, there's a legacy I got to follow. Right. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I did cheer for so freaking long. I did though both, um, I did Pop Warner like cheering for boys and then I did cheering competitively mm. and that's where the shit, that's what you saw on what my you, stage. Mm -hmm. Can you describe for maybe those who don't know what the difference is between like being a uh, cheer for like on the sidelines for sport and then like competitively cheerleading? Well, okay, for one, on cheering for a sport, you're doing the chants. Mm -hmm. you, you have to learn all these chants, and they don't really have moves, and you're sitting there most of the time, and it's about hyping up someone else. Mm -hmm. In competitive cheer, it's all about us. Yeah. It's about me and my girls, what we brought together, and maybe there's some boys too, mm -hmm. but like it's whatever we did. We've been busting our asses for months. For this moment right here, mm -hmm. we have two and, a half moment, uh, two and a half minutes, and we're about to put it all on the floor. Mm -hmm. That is not something that gets addressed inside like cheer whatsoever mm -hmm. you're like oh waving your pom-pom i love that part of cheer cool cute but that's the part of cheer that makes people think cheer's not a sport Straight yeah up. right 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 the competitive side you're busting your ass right constantly like you're sore you're freaking like tired both mentally and physically mm -hmm. like that's the real difference is the commitment i feel like is you you learn all there's nothing that I've ever done in my life that has taught me the determination that cheer has. Mm. So, yeah. And I'm sure the discipline, too, because it's you're not just cheering in competitive cheerling. Like, there's tumbling. There's, like, all sorts of, like, disciplines that go into that. So that structure and also, like, the trust you have to have with the people around you. Yeah. Because, like, they're judging you on, like, super specific things sure and team too. Mm -hmm. if, if i'm doing one thing she's doing that we might as well not have done anything at all right so and again in sideline cheer that's does not matter there's no judges at all right right it's right. just about oh can we get these boys to hype up enough to get a touchdown <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and so you were doing a cheer up to two years ago where you uh competitive cheer was your primary mostly mm -hmm. yeah i did um only all-star cheer since I was 12 years old, I had been doing mm -hmm. all-star cheer. I took, like, a, maybe a year off. Like, I did take one year off because of a bad season. And then I took another one at some point. But then I came back halfway through. But since then, like, all-star all mm -hmm. cheer. <sighs> and, like, honestly, too, though, you want to know the truth? That helped me be queer so much. Really? Because... I, I talk about this with my partner all the time. Like, I literally remember my coaches coming in and, like, having their toes painted and me being like, Mom, that don't make... What? <laughs> and then she'd be like, yeah, he's this. And then we would go home and watch Drag Race. And, like, mm. I'm slowly easing into this lifestyle. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't that, like, I was getting, like, um, influenced, but it was... Oh, wait, but that's how I feel. It was like being... It was reaffirming. Yes. And it was giving you the language. And I think that's yes. what a lot of people that are, like anti-queer don't understand it they they like think it's indoctrination but they don't understand like no it's just giving kids the language they've always wanted right right yeah, exactly that to the t 
Yes. So you brought up watching Drag Race. Yeah. Was uh was your mom a fan of Drag Race, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how you got involved with it? So what uh, what were some of the early seasons like? When did you start watching it? Like what season? Season six. Let's get sickening. Like that is probably the best season. That's like the only. I'm gonna tell you right now. That's the only season I've watched front to back because that season is my life. Like. That I don't I don't I don't know if my mom was ever watching Drag Race before she started watching with me. I just mm. remember it was this thing we did. Yeah. And we went to the first two drag cons to yes. like and it's funny because we went to those first two and then never drag was gone. Gone, 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 gone. And then now we're here. Now here you are, back yeah. in it. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, I fucking love season six. I also watched season nine. I will say mm-hmm. that. I like season nine a lot. <laughs> um I watched season fifteen, this last one. I did like it, but like, I don't know. Nothing top season six. It was, yeah, I feel like season six was so good, not only because like the drag was so good, but I feel like the characters. The characters. They, like, and. The camaraderie too. Mm-hmm, and I feel like it was one of the last seasons that the girls weren't afraid to get messy and like just be authentic. Right. Where like I feel now. The girls self-produce so much because they're so worried about the fan base right. that's toxic as hell, you know, which it just, it takes the fun out of what the show was. Right. There's so many random factors added now. Mm-hmm. Even in All-Star, too. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. All-Stars, I'd be, like, they'd be, like, being, like, oh, this season we're going to do. And I'm, like, girl, why? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep this simple. Why is it so complicated? Keep right. the chocolate bars at home. Why are we doing this? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you a, are you a big, like, uh... Dragula girly. I haven't stuff seen too. it. Isn't that so raw? Because I feel like I would love it, right? You would love it because if you like Drag Race, I feel like, but like because of the aesthetics of Dragula, I know I could see you eating it up. I follow so many Dragula queens. Mm-hmm. I freaking follow the the Dragula page. Never seen the shit. I'm a <laughs> failure. Like I want to like <laughs> fuck RuPaul's Drag Race. Like sorry, girl, if you ever hear this, but I'm gonna be on Dragula. Yeah. So like. I do need to watch that shit, though, because for real, like, I'd be looking at them, and I'm like, damn, that's... Uh, no, I think, yeah, I think, well, first, got to get you to watch it. I think you'd love that show. Um, but also, I know you were planning on auditioning for a show, but I saw you comment on their post that you <laughs> just missed the audition date. And we're going to talk about this because this is another drag reality show that I love so much, Camp Wanakiki. I'm so sad. How did you discover Camp on a Kiki? Have you been like watching it since its beginnings or like not at all? I saw Camp on a Kiki because um damn when I fucking got into drag bitch I was searching. Yeah, you were I, I, you I did was, it all. Right. I was like everything. I'ma look where wherever it is. And especially like I'm not even gonna lie, like smaller shows because I wanna be on a show. Like, <laughs> this comp this comp is from like like really making me feel that way too because every time that I get on the mic and I get to talk, I'm like, uh oh, this is too fun. I just wanna talk about my drag. So yeah. Camp Water Kiki's so cute. I love that it's a camp. I love that like they're outdoors. I didn't like I didn't know for the longest time that they were actually doing like at a, that like shit. at a camp, yeah. And then when I okay, because Avery good name yes. last season, I follow her and she was on it and I was like, Oh, what the fuck? Like this shit's cool. And um yeah, bitch, I went to fucking audition and I went to my mom's fucking birthday dinner, half in drag, told myself I'm gonna come back home, film it, send it out. It was twelve twenty two and oh. the Google form was closed. That sucks. Yeah. I have the whole video. And you were already. Well, so now you got it ready for next year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what I've been telling myself, too, because, like, um, I think about when Adore was saying, like, that she auditioned for Drag Race, and they were like, girl, your clothes. And I'm like, that's me. I'm that girl. I need to build my wardrobe before I go on anything. But I feel like, as, like, someone who's a big Camp on a Kiki fan, like, I feel like they're looking for people who are, like, not... Massive name site, like because like Drag Race, a lot of the girls that get on there are already like regional yeah. or like at least big and like huge in their cities. In their areas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where like I feel like Camp Wanakiki is plucking people that are like on the up and up, like they're coming up and yes. have a very unique style of drag, which I think you embody with your character, which is this cat woman punk emo scene hybrid thing. <laughs> Which I feel like would be, your personality would be super fun on Camp on Kiki, and I know you would not be afraid to get a little messy, too. I know! Which, like, again, they don't, I haven't seen them have, so I feel like it would be a fun twist I feel like Avery was the closest we got! Yes, and unfortunately they couldn't 
continue the competition because of their uh, medical issues, but I'm hoping they come back for next season. I do not know that. They, I about, know that. I think it was like halfway through the season, and it was crushing because they were killing it. Right. Their looks were everything. I was like, this is camp drag at its highest. <laughs> um, and then they ended up having to drop out, but I think oh, they're going to wow. try and come back and do next season. I think they got an open invitation. So, Damn. you know, maybe you and Miss Avery, you know. <laughs> right. You heard me praying before I came in here, bitch. I was right. like, spirit. Yes, take me. Take me now. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> All right, now, I did tell you, and I wanted to leave a lot of time because you got quite a few questions. Some people submitted some questions for you. Are you down to answer some questions? <laughs> totally. Because I'll, I'll be honest, like a lot of the questions they submitted were ones I wanted to ask anyway. So I'm like, yeah. well, just let this be the question segment. Totally. Okay. So this one is from Mole. Fuck that bitch. We hate her here <laughs> no. at the podcast. No, I love Mole. That's She's so good. <laughs> I love her. She's really funny. Okay. They just said, how are they? Including Alex dealing with um, being homeless and how has this affected your relationship? Oh, wow. That's, we started off fucking deep. Right. <laughs> so, like, we've been together since we were 16, 17 years old. You guys have been together a long time. Yeah, that's my fucking pride and joy yeah, right that's, there. Yeah, oh, I love that. Um, but being in a situation like that really fucks you up. Mm -hmm. And it fucks you up solo, and it fucks you up duo, too. Right. And I'm going to be real. They were going through something that I had no idea about for, mm -hmm. like, two whole years that got exposed right when this was all mm -hmm. going down. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's affected our relationship in the sense of, like, we have no choice but to be strong. Yeah. And when things happen and when we go through things and we have incidents, it has to just be like, I either identify you by this incident and we're going to stay on this right. or we move on. And I know that we have this much behind us to prove that that's not fucking true. Right. The homelessness, fucking whatever. Like, right, right. I, that shit was fucking crazy, but we, our whole like dream for a long time has been to have an RV and we have ours now and it's like way better and bigger than we ever thought it was gonna be like we literally thought we was gonna have to like post up in like a van and like be like mm. yeah but that shit got water it got the stove in. it's like the whole thing so like and, and it was not like more than what we could afford so like if homelessness is what it took to get our dream started I'm fine with it well, one, congratulations. Thank you. Um, but two, I, I think you talk a lot about, like, a lot of, hit, like, nail on the head. Like, sometimes you have to, like, hit, like, a bottom to, like, really, like, launch yourself forward and be like, no, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to let this defeat me. Literally. So, like, my whole life is the epitome of getting to the nitty-gritty rock bottom right. to bounce back up. Right. I'm all right with it. And every time, you're just going to get back stronger. Right. And it's only ever been that. So, yeah. like, what am I to do other than to trust the universe? What advice would you give um, to other people that are maybe struggling, um, whether it's with, like, they're recently homeless or coming out of it, or just struggling with, like, really real shit and, like, don't know how to bounce back from it? Like, what, what, what do you do in those situations, and what would you tell them? Don't shame yourself. It doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. It does not do anything. And if you're going to get help from people, make sure it's someone you fucking trust. Mm. I'm going to say that for fucking real. Because there's people who would like to claim that they did so much, but in the end they caused far more damage than ever they helped mm. me in that situation. Mm. So if you're going to get help, Make sure it be somebody that actually truly loves you and isn't going to hold it over your head like a fucking donut oh, for a yeah. dog. Mm -hmm. Or or take it away from you or whatever. The If you're going to get help, let it be from somebody who's not going to use it against you. And let it be for somebody that you would have no problem helping back. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not willing to exchange love, right. you better not accept that shit because it's not going to be love. Right. Mm -mm. It's, it's, a, it's a price. It's a tax. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's such a tax. 
<laughs> but now you're have this awesome RV and you guys are in located in LA now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which part of LA are you guys at? We're like closer to like Culver City. Cute. I, I just went to a bomb ass hot pot pot place there when I was out visiting my boyfriend who lives in Long Beach. Mm. And I'm trying to remember what it was called. Oh no, it was just hella good and I remember it was in Culver City. Yeah, period. <laughs> I love Culver. I'm not even gonna lie. It's a fun little area. She's cute. Alright. Will KL Suede make a return? And will there be a KL Suede and KL Chaos collab? <laughs> Who's saying this? <laughs> oh yeah, hold on. That is from... Oh jeez, I just have their screen handle. Argensel. Oh my god, I haven't heard from you in a fucking minute. Hey! <laughs> wow, bitch, hi! Um, much love to you, homie. First of all, KL Suede is a clothing brand. Mm -hmm. So... I didn't mention that. The names. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Total accident. Um, KL is just my, it's K Ellen. Like, mm -hmm. Ellen, like you get it. Fucking. <laughs> it's just literally like my name spelled out, but, um, KL Sweet is absolutely going to come back. She's just, she's taking her time and yeah. I'm not fucking going to risk it again. I'm not losing my fucking brain again. So mm. I'm not opening it again. If it's going to be able to get lost, like, right. Not an option. So I will wait until I'm fucking 85 if I have to. <laughs> because I will not die until that brand blows up. That yeah. brand is... I'm not... I, I'm doing this fucking stupid-ass drag shit that I love so much <laughs> just to get KL back. KL is for KL. Yeah. So... Yes, it will absolutely come back. It is just all about timing. It's not my timing, unfortunately, or or else you'd be seeing it right now. Um, as far as the collab, I have so many merch ideas for this bitch. <laughs> I have her logo drawn out. There was supposed to be a whole merch booth at my birthday show, but I'm very chaotic. My life is chaos. <laughs> I didn't have time. Um, now that we have a place, and I'm actually starting to try to figure out if I can get back into, like, manufacturing things again i'm probably gonna be dropping merch a little soon okay especially if this competition goes well and i can get like my social media up like there you go because i'm not gonna drop it for no reason like right you want it to make sense well again like you said timing right timing is everything and everything. like you know now that you have this stability uh with your awesome new rv and you have a location that you're kind of settled into and kl is starting to establish herself as a drag performer Maybe, maybe things and in the inspiration's gonna be flowing. And right. And, like, okay, also, too, I wanna say that, like, KL has given me so much freedom in designing. As a fashion designer, mm -hmm. I feel so free because, um, like, there's, like, these little rules about, like, it being draggy enough or being emo enough. But, like, at least I'm not fucking manufacturing a fucking literal, like, basic ass design to be printed over and over and over again on the same black hoodie like that's so boring sorry y'all like it was not fun for me as a designer sorry y'all so yeah well let's well, while we're on this topic before we go to the other questions let's talk about your fashion like designing so what is your design as a fashion uh, designer is it similar to what you present as your drag persona um no <laughs> That is just what I draw for her. Like, mm -hmm. it's just because it fits for her. But, like, honestly, like, I mean, like, I'm still an emo designer. But, like I said, I had a kawaii face. So, yeah. I'm very into, like, Lolita fashion. Um, okay. I just love anything big. I love bows. I love sparkles. Like, <laughs> so, like, I feel like it would be the blend of the two. Okay. Like, I feel like, uh, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, KL has to, like, I don't know. I At least for right now. Like, I think it's just because I don't have money and, like, time. But, like, no offense, but the... The bitches' outfits are kind of boring. Like, I don't like them. <laughs> like, I don't like them. Like, I draw... I design far better things for her. And then when I go to make them, it's like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. Me as a designer, I, I could be anything. Yeah. Really. Really. I... I, I do you know Harris Reed? Mm -mm. Ah, he's the new... Um, or, I don't know the pronouns, but they're the new... For Nicole... Nicole Richie's? I don't know. One brand... And they just have massive bows in a lot of their okay. like, work. And ah, as a cheerleader, like... It just really, like, resonates, yes, yeah. like, I just love it. And, like, I just want to do, like, a huge fucking bow look. Like, I guess, like, the one thing that does tie in where, like, the fashion design for me as solo and the fashion design for drag, the one um, common ground would be avant-garde. Mm. I do want it to be avant-garde, like, at all times. Even okay. when I was doing, like... 
like graphic like shirts like and hoodies like something simple it wasn't going to be that simple like it's still going to be different enough right yeah it still had to it still had to be you yeah because i think that's what honestly like that's what people buy into when you're like a brand it has to be the person behind the brand not necessarily who has the coolest logo you know that's so tired yeah yeah I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking it up again. More chaos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is from... I'm not even going to try to pronounce this. Z-H-A-Z-H-A. Okay. All right. Glad you said it because that is not how I would have said it. I don't even know I would have pronounced that. Um, do it fart and do those cheeks clap or flap when flatulating. Bitch, I can't twerk for shit, and I think it's literally just because I don't have any ass. Like, it has to be that. Because I've tried, I've been trying for a long time, like, since that shit really got popular when I was, like, mm-hmm. in middle school. Like, I don't know, like, there was a huge twerk theme going on. Like, there was a twerk trend. Do you, like, yeah. remember that? Yes. But I just feel like, I don't know, I can't twerk. So, no, don't clap. And do it fart. Yeah, I fucking have terrible stomach issues. So, yes, it does. <laughs> Maybe what we need to do is we need to get you, like, a breastplate, but ass plate. Instead yeah. of just pads, so that way it'll actually like yeah. jiggle, and you can just clap your titties on your ass. You're right. The silicone would yeah, do it. Yeah, I think that'll do it. You're so right. <laughs> next time, all right. So next week at the competition for the bitch, next, how am I going to get, 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 get some titties? <laughs> you turn around. Get some water balloons. Just ass. get water balloons You're and right. just put them in there. <laughs> it's comedy. It's. I know. Uh, yeah, I, knew, I, I mean, I already knew. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, this is going to come out way after that. Right, so, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, I knew it was comedy week. Some of the girls have been asking me questions. So, yeah, because um, you're the fucking comedy queen. So they're asking you for help. Not that I give it. I'm like, no. Yeah, don't give it to these bitches. <laughs> but the balloon ass. Do okay, that. Yeah, okay, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, this is from Hypnotica. Oh, and they want to know... Whenever you lift your leg above your head, does an angel get its wings? And I think she's talking about her sister, Angel. Um, every <laughs> angel except her. Oh, see, that makes sense. Yeah. That bitch don't need more wings. No. Did you see them? <laughs> right. They were massive. Massive. Victoria's Secret Angel. She said it herself. So, yeah. Um, I mean, like, a few of them, maybe. If I feel like giving them out, it's, like, up to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if it's high enough. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Same person, uh, Zaza Moi. Did I say it right that time? Okay, work. Um, they want to know what is something you wish the greater drag community knew about trans masculine queens? We don't fucking play games, bitch. That we bust just as hard as y'all. That I don't have to pad. That fuck your rules. That fuck you in general. <laughs> like I'm. Don't ask me that shit. Like don't ask me that shit. Cause there's too much pressure. And fuck a AFAB queen. That shit ain't real. We just as legitimate as anybody else. We are also transforming. Yeah. Like what the? How you do don't you- look like this in your day to day. Can you imagine? If you did, I'd be like, you know, work, but... Even when I was a girl, I did not look shit like this. I looked like a girl. Like You didn't look like a cat? No. <laughs> you know, actually, I wore cat ears in high school every day, so you know I, can't, I can't lie. I can't lie. I did look like a cat back then, too. You know, the girls don't get it, but you put some ears on, it makes you feel it makes something... You feel, it, right. You, you feel know. some type of way. Like but Every time that I see you pull them out, I'm like, and that's what we're talking about. Like, yeah, it's like very cutesy, it and is. it's just like, that's right, I'm a cute little girl. Right. <laughs> you get it. I, I totally get it. It was so funny. The, uh, this was like weeks ago. Melanie, you know that filter that puts like the cat ears in the little cat? Melanie Blue. Shout out to Melanie Blue. Congratulations Woo! on winning tonight. Um, had the filter on, and it was the cat. And she's like, I get why Foxy wears those fucking ears. <laughs> she's like, you feel real pussy. And I'm like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. Educating people. And you also wear a tail, too. You, you take it to the next level. A tail? Right. Like, when you move, that should be moving with you. Like, especially, I told you, I have no ass. So, like, it I gives the It move. gives the movement. Right. I know. I saw the tail, and I'm like, hmm, maybe I need to start getting a fox Did tail. <laughs> full fursuit for one of these looks. Like, I'm telling you. Come on, furry bait. Better. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, I should. That would be everything. I think people would die if you came down in a fursuit. That seat is fuck. Like, and, like, I mean, you were almost there tonight. You had the fur covers. And I was you had to have more. 
Oh, really? So, like, yeah, I'm supposed to be burnt the fuck up, so, yeah. It's just a little tease. Right. Right, you're, like, going to get a little Chester, the but then you're getting the future later. Exactly. <laughs> okay, um, I think we talked about this already, but they also want to know, uh, when and how was KL created? Um, Kale was created, I don't fucking know when, her birthday is July, I mean, <laughs> fucking, her birthday is, uh, Valentine's Day. Mm. But before, okay, because I went to Palm Springs for, to do makeup, and me and my partner filmed the debut to be planned to drop on Valentine's Day. That's like her, like, you know, like there was a heart theme in KL right. too. So, like, there's very much a love theme going on, a heart theme that was also true to the clothing brand. Um, so I think I'm just carrying that over realistically. Um, so, uh, yeah, her birthday is fucking Valentine's Day. And, but before that, before we went and filmed the debut out in Palm Springs, I had been to the clubs like a few times, like three, four mm -hmm. times, mainly to Miriam's, uh, watching party for oh, RuPaul. Mm -hmm. And that was just like me testing the mug, testing how I feel about this whole thing, like developing the character. Um, but really she's not much even older than that. So, yeah, this girl, she, what, what is this? This is November. November. She's not even a year old yet. Yeah, she's still new. Yeah. You got a couple more months till you hit your year. Right. Um, speaking of, did you expect to receive the reception of your drag that you have received over the last almost year? Yeah. You were like, I'm going to get this. Yeah. I told you I researched. Mm -hmm. There was a void, and it was massive. And as a fucking scene queer kid, I felt the void. So I was like... I gotta feel it somehow, and it's not gonna be looking at these hoes who <laughs> wanna do one look every year of seeing. Mm -hmm. No, like someone's gotta commit. So, yeah. Okay. I, I definitely Work. like, okay, like, okay. Fuck this being is humble. The other thing. <laughs> I knew that, I knew that, like, I was gonna bring something different to the table. So, like, this is the thing. I knew that I was gonna get a lot of love, and I knew I was gonna get a lot of hate. That's what mm -hmm. I'm not saying, is mm -hmm. a lot of these bitches don't like me. They don't <laughs> even know why. Yeah. And I'm like, like, girl, deal with yourself. Like, I'll be over here. But that never outweighs the amount of people who are coming to me and being like, you remind me of this. That is always going to outlive mm -hmm. that. On top of that, I have a social media platform. I have 50,000 followers on TikTok from years ago of scene content. Right. So, again, I knew she was going to get some sort of talk. I hadn't been doing my brand, so, like... Even my fans or whatever followers, like, even, like, the little ones that are there, they're, like, waiting for Kellen to do something. And he's like, all right, how about this? And I knew the trans community that I had been building behind me, along with the emo, they were going to love it. And they they did. They support her so, 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 so much. So much. Everybody that's listening to this, like, you guys don't understand I don't want to come out of my bed sometimes, specifically because I feel like I don't do KL good enough. That mm. I don't treat her good enough. I procrastinate. I stress. I, I fuck up competitions by freaking, like, not having my shit together. I forget my lashes. I feel like I dishonor her constantly. But the people out there are always, 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 always supportive. And that is what keeps me going. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I can, I can't lie. It's, while it's like, yeah, I said I expected it, it is so bigger than what I ever expected. Mm. Like, for example, like, oh, I wish you couldn't hear this, but, like, I didn't expect Strawberry to like me that much that fast. Like, that was kind of cool, <laughs> like, for, like, the queen of San Diego to be like, oh, she's cool. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I feel like... Specifically, the, like, um, people who matter in our scene have re received KL well, and so I'm mm -hmm. like, so, all you lower bitches can't say shit. <laughs> I got the big dogs behind me, and mm -hmm. all of them like me, so, and I don't cause nothing, mm -hmm. I don't start shit, I don't talk shit to nobody on anyone, mm -hmm. so. You just come do your shit and go. Right, I just come <laughs> and I slay and I leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which I feel like bothers people sometimes. They can't handle that. It does. It pisses them off. It's so funny. Like, it's so funny. Oh, my God. Last week with the house, there was people pissed at me, like, glaring. And really? I'm like, yeah. And I, like, literally, like, was, like, laughing. Like, I couldn't stop giggling because I'm like, why are you mad? Like, why is that your response that you're angry that I'm, <laughs> that I'm a house? Why is me doing drag different than you pissing you off? Like, mm. that's not how you should feel. Maybe you need, like, 
to go to therapy. Like, you need to go to therapy. <laughs> you do. Because I never know. Nobody else's drive makes me feel pissed off. I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, okay, just, like, do what you're doing. Right. It should, And that's how it should be where, I mean, I, that's in a perfect world. That's how it should be. But, you know, where people just do their drag and people support it. I feel like people will think that I'm not taking it seriously because mm-hmm. I do it different. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sorry, but you need to figure out that there's other people in the world. Well, also, I feel like it's in your fucking name. <laughs> Thank you! I feel like Thank the fact you. that you have, like, chaos, chaos like in your name. Say just KL. I'm like, no, you're, 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 you're not giving them the forewarning. I need you to tell them. That it's about to be chaotic. Yeah. And, like, and, like, watching you perform and, like, seeing your aesthetic on top of your name, I feel like that full package, it all makes sense. Like, oh... This is why their drag is like that. You know what I mean? It's this for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, who? What are some of your big like inspirations for your art as a drag performer? Um, and aesthetically, like who are people that you really go? This is kind of where I'm pulling inspiration from. Um, it's so hard to say because like, again, like being like low key the only scene drag queen. Like, who am I gonna look at? Mm. So like I look at like more I look at high fashion pages. Mm. I look at Harajuku fashion a lot. A lot. God. <laughs> fucking I don't know what it is about fucking Japanese people, but they know how to fucking turn out an outfit. Mm. And they really know how to blend the like Lolita like princessy look with the like ah, alternative. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Um I look at Monster High a lot. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> what? You want to know I what's never so funny? It's like, like when I created KL too. Like I was looking at their outfits and stuff because their their outfits are cute. Like they mm-hmm. slay and they they dress alts. Like they dress emo. So um, that's what it more so was. And then people started saying it because of like her ears and shit, just the whole look and mm-hmm. her eye style. And I was like, wait, wait, she kind of is Monster High. And then like mm-hmm. I don't know, I've kind of like way dug deep into it now. Um, yeah. I don't even fucking remember the question. I mean, you answered it. Okay. <laughs> we got your inspirations down. I love that. So, um, what? who are, so like, obviously you did a, a Draculaura nod tonight. Is that your favorite Monster High doll? I could cry. Uh-huh. Her birthday's also Valentine's Day. Did you plan that? No! <laughs> I found it out when I... Oh, okay, really? Every time that I do a character, I, I dig. Yeah. I'm autistic, so I fucking, I obsess about everything. <laughs> so I'm like, this is my hyperfixation for the week mm-hmm. we going in. So when I, because I did, for Halloween, I did Calling All the Monsters, and mm-hmm. I did Dracula then. Yeah. Um. So when I did that, I, I really dug deep into her character. I actually did not grow up on Monster High. Mm-hmm. I found Monster High, like, way later. Okay. I was a doll lover young, but I played with American Girl dolls. And oddly enough, like, that's how I became emo. Oh. Yeah. From American Girl Dolls. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We won't go into that. (laughs) That'll be the next episode. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I fucking love Jackie Ward. She's so cute. She's so sweet. I love how she's fucking like, she's just in love with everything. She's so, ah, she's perfect. Yeah, her aesthetic is fun because it's very, um, bubblegum goth. Yes. In a way, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love the very old school silhouette she does, but it's always in a very pretty pink. Yes, and I love, like, her um, nods to, like, uh, Victorian fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, her, her G3, des- I mean, her G1 design, like, her original design, they just try to make it look so vampy, and I just love it. She's, like, don't. You should not have asked me that. We'll be here forever. <laughs> I um, I discovered Monster High from watching um, a television show called Face Off. Ooh, I don't know if you've heard of that. that okay, show. and they they did an all star season, and one of their challenges was to bring the monster high dolls to life. I need to and watch that. that's how I just heard, like, found out about Monster High, and I was like, oh, like, but actually, like, the aesthetics of these dolls are really cool. They're so cool. It's mon. It's like that. What you were talking about, like that perfect mix of like monster but cute. Yes. And I love like when like unexpected things have that like hybrid like yes, it's so cool yeah cute. my favorite is um i don't know their names but the swamp not the swamp like yeah like the swamp thing one blue yes her and the wolf one claudine claudine yeah people are 
they be always comparing me to Claine. And I don't fucking <laughs> it's like because you wear ears. I know. I'm like, shut up. And she's the black one. I'm like, okay, girl, like, I get it. But, like, I don't even like purple, so it pisses me off. Like, I feel like her design's bad. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, well, she's Draculaura, y'all. Leave her yes, alone. God. <laughs> Thank you. So, what is your hopes for KL in drag? And what are your hopes um, for yourself out of drag? in the future like what are what are some of your big goals that you would like to achieve um i want to get my brand back mm -hmm. we obviously know that i want to get my rv really fucking cool looking we want to like make a band and like tour oh and cute. we want to tour doing music and doing drag and that's like if i can get that done i can die happy for kl I just really want an audience behind her. I want a fan base. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I want a solid fan base. So people that are going to ride behind me. That when I put out content, there's going to be people to accept it. Because I've been a content creator since I was 12 fucking years old. Like, it's been long. So, um, I know what it's like to have high engagement. I know what it's like to have nothing. Mm -hmm. And I know what it's like to bust my ass for nothing. Yeah. And I don't want to do that anymore. So, also too, I feel like... KL has so much room to inspire so many, like, other transmasculine kids to do drag. I really want that for them. And also, too, I feel like KL's drag, I really try to keep it PG-13 to a degree. Because <laughs> I really want to fucking kill this division between drag and kids. Queer kids need something to cling on to. And drag has been really freeing for me. Mm. I'm very, 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 very childlike. So if I can cling on to it, then I want them to have that too. Because I've even seen younger artists who do it just online, but they have nowhere to go to perform. Right. And I'm sorry. Doing the mug at home is one thing, but there's a difference when you hit that stage. It's way different. I wish I could be there all the time. I sometimes I I see people perform. I'm like, like can I go now? Like I just want to go. Like I just see them performing. Like that looks fun. Like right, get me up there. Right. So yeah. I just I want that for them. I want that for them. I don't know. I that's my my goal for her. It's it's not even for me. Like yeah, like I'm saying about the engagement and shit. Like that is true, and that's like the the fucking human answers. But like my soul, my soul just wants fucking trans masculine kids to be happy. Really, specifically emo ones. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> But that's what you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And why would you not want to and the fucking, give back to them? The, the kids of color. Because fucking, like, we're in San Diego. So, like, in our drag, it's we don't have that issue where everyone's white. But in L.A., that's not true. They have that. They have that issue. Everyone's white out there. I'm not even going to lie. And people look at you weird. And, like, even if I go to a rave, like, I'm the black emo kid. Oh, so annoying. Really? Like, yeah, it's totally. Being a black emo kid, like, so hard. So, I want to I wanna kill that division, too. Mm-hmm. I totally want to kill that division, too. Yeah, those are my goals. I just want the, the, the kids underneath me that can relate to all of the things I'm going through. I want them to have a better experience than I have. And I want to, I, I don't mind being the one to build that. It's literally one of my dreams to have, like, an LGBT shelter for specifically creatives so they can go and create and not have to worry about money and getting a job and they can just free create and have actual resources and to have like um people to tell them where to go to learn about this because like it's just too hard learning it on your own and then you even ask people for help and they don't want to help you just because you're gay like this it's fucking it sucks so there's only going to be certain people to kill that division and it's going to have to be us and i don't not i do not at all mind being the one at all I love that. Well, I hope all those things, because I think a lot of what you want to achieve is awesome. Thank you. Whether it's for yourself or for the community to give back, I think it's a nice balance between the two, because at the end of the day, we got to do for ourselves, too. Yeah. If we can't handle ourselves, we can't help others. Right. I'd be so. forgetting about me. That's right. why I don't have... I haven't had... Foxy. <laughs> I haven't had lashes on in, like, <laughs> probably, like, 12 performances. Like, I'm just going to I'm just gonna say it again. It's in your name. No, I know. <laughs> I didn't even do the bottom half of my mug today. Like, Listen, Jack Laura's dead. She probably doesn't have lashes. They probably fell out. Right. And her hair's a wig, so back up. Right. <laughs> Literally, thank you. 
Well, Kale, I, this took us a while to get together, but I'm so happy we've gotten to talk on the pod. Me too, and I think the timing was right. I think this is, yeah, this was this was where it needed to work out. I think you're in a good place right now, um, and you have enough behind you where you feel good, like, talking about it, um, but we will definitely have you back on the podcast. I can't wait to see where you're at a year from now and talking again. Hopefully, yeah. you're, like, even leaps and bounds better than where you're at right now. We should do one, like, the exact... I bet that's what I've been doing lately is I've been going back like I've had vanity back on I've had strawberry back on I've had like and it's been fun to like have people come back on and like just hear where they're at from yeah. the last time they were on the pod it's like the fucking Billie Eilish um interviews she did like mm. interviews with Vogue like the last like five years and she they asked the same questions it's so cute it's a nice like time stamp yes exactly. of like your journey and I think it gives like good perspective because I think I, I'm sure you go through this too, but I sometimes like get like tunnel vision and totally. I'm like, crap, I'm like, da 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 da. And then I look back and I'm like, oh. Right. I, I'm in a different place. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, KL, where can people find you? You can find me at KL Chaos on Instagram. Other than that, I have TikTok, but you don't have to dig for that one because I don't <laughs> want to spell the username right now. It has like fucking threes and shit in it because I'm emo. Like, sorry. Right. KLK also on Instagram. That's a good place to be. Yeah. And then um, um, you can find this podcast at Uncultured Gaze Pod on Instagram. And you can find me at the official Foxy Jones on Instagram as well. But for now, we're going to say goodbye. Bye.